Hey, just want to remind you, we're going to have DealMaker Live this year in Dallas, Texas, July 16 to 17. Head over to DealMakerLiveEvent.com to grab your tickets. It's going to be in person or virtual, whichever you prefer. I'll see you there. What if I told you you could run a successful multifamily syndication business with other people's money, not even requiring your own, uh, whether it's in your own area or outside your area, even overseas? And what if I told you that you could do it without prior experience and you can do it in one to three years? The question is, well, that's great, but how? Like, give me a step-by-step roadmap to do that. And we've studied so many people having worked with so many people that we've actually distilled it down into what I call the dealmaker blueprint that I'm going to present to you today in this solo episode because it's kind of the step-by-step process that people follow from very beginning not starting with any kind of experience or any kind of cash or anything like that, and then ending up doing their first deal, quitting their job, and essentially making a difference in the world once they become financially free. So let's get right into this. Let's do this. You're listening to the Apartment Building Investing Podcast, where we'll talk about all aspects of buying apartment buildings with a special focus on raising money from others. And now, your host, Michael Block. But before we get into the blueprint, I have to address some of the major objections I hear. I hear them all the time. Oh, Michael, I hear this multifamily thing. But you know what? It's a kind of advanced strategy. Let me uh, flip some houses or landlord and build a portfolio. And then, you know, next five years, 10 years, and I will take that experience and the money I make and I will then roll it over to apartments. Now, that's not a bad plan. It's just an unnecessary plan. People have gotten started with apartments right away. And there's there's things I heard, oh my gosh, I don't have I don't have an experience. So let me talk about that right now because I thought the same thing. I thought, my gosh, and so I ended up flipping about three years, I flipped about three dozen houses and before I got an apartment building, I thought that was a, a necessary stepping stone. That's what everybody was telling me, right? And then a surprising thing happened. I started calling brokers and they're like, you know, I said, hey, I'm Michael, the house flipper man. And he goes, hey, Michael, the house flipper man. And he goes, hey, hey, I'm getting an apartments. Why don't you send me some deals you have? He goes, great. And how many apartments have you done? I'm like, well, none, but look at all the houses I flipped. And they're like, yeah, you know what? Uh, send me your proof of funds and I'll see what I got kind of thing. And I was like, what is going on here? I'm an experienced real estate investor and I got no credit for this. It really surprised me. And it was really like I was starting over from scratch. And now having worked with so many people and our mentoring mentors have worked with so many students we have studied this at great length. That's even why we wrote this book, Financial Freedom with Real Estate Investing. That's why we have this podcast. That's why we have the YouTube channel. Because over and over again, it has been proven that people can bypass single family house investing and get right into multifamily investing by appearing more experienced than they might be without experience. And we're going to get into that right now in the Dealmaker Blueprint because we're going to talk about that in the early steps of the Blueprint. We talk about how is that even possible. The second myth I hear all about is, Michael, I don't have the money to buy a multi-million dollar property. And well, who does? You know, even if you have a boatload of money, you're going to run out eventually. You're going to have to raise it, right? We're all, in syndication, we're all about raising capital. It doesn't matter how much money you have or how little money you have. You're going to end up raising it anyway. And it's a fantastic thing that you can learn in relatively short time. A lot of people come, for example, come into our mentoring program like, you know, I'm really uneasy about this money raising thing. And they're not even concerned about a deal funny thing. And I'm like, you know, let me tell you something. Finding deals, something's going to be harder than raising money. Actually, once you've got like one person to agree to raise money with you, it becomes really easy. So that's the secret number two is how in the world can I answer this if I don't have the money? And then the third thing I hear is like, you know what? It's an overwhelming experience for me because I probably need 565 units to become financially free. I said, no, you don't. Because what do you mean? All you need is one deal. 
What do you mean? You had one deal. That's not enough. If I had duplex, yeah, okay. But let me tell you something. Let me talk about this law of the first deal. You may have heard me talk about it. I'm going to put it here just to, to we're on the same page. The law of the first deal is so universal. It says that if you do a multifamily deal of any sort, of any size, including a duplex, you will be financial free in one to two years. It's unbelievable. I mean, you read my book. There's like a bunch of examples in there. I have so many podcast guests that literally reiterate this over and over again because the first deal is always the smallest, takes the longest, and is the hardest to do. And then a magical thing happens. There's some kind of switch in the universe called the law of the first deal that brings your second and third deal to you in almost automatic rapid succession. In fact, you have to exert more effort and some people have tried, to resist that second deal that just automatically comes to you than to simply go with the flow and do that second or third deal. And most people have covered the living expenses in three deals because of the revenue that those are generating through passive income, but the acquisition fee specifically, and they see the pipeline forming and they're like, man, this is good. I believe I'm going to jump in. So I want you not to calculate you know, in detail how many units you actually need to quit your job. No. Focus on just one deal. So those are the three myths I need to get your head around before I get into the blueprint because if I can't get you on the same page about those three things, you're not going to listen to what I have to say next, okay? So number one, you don't need 10 years of real estate investing experience. You can peer very experienced in 30 days. I'm going to describe how to do that in just a second. Number two, you don't need your own money. You're going to raise it. And number three, focus on your first deal because the law of the first deal is so powerful, so universal that it will literally attract the second and third deal and, and you're done. So with that, let's get right into the blueprint. I just want to share with you that over the last six weeks, our mentoring students closed four deals. So it's six people. There's two joint ventures. And I'm just really excited what we're doing there. In fact, uh, a good number of our mentors, uh, the ones that are providing the coaching, are previous students who did their first deal, quit their jobs, and decided to help others do the same thing. So I'm really excited about what we're doing there in that program. If you think that mentorship is valuable, you value mentorship, you think it can accelerate your goals and uh, eliminate some of the bigger mistakes you can make, then check out our mentorship program at themichaelblank.com forward slash mentor and schedule a call with us and see if that's right for you. We'd love to have a conversation. Now you've probably been taught to think big, right? Grant Cardone, 10X, it's awesome, right? Taking massive action. I think it's a bunch of horse manure, right? Because the problem with thinking big, with having a vision, is that you can't necessarily connect this vision with a thing you have to do right now, today, this week. Like there's this giant gap. And this is why I don't love this idea of thinking big. What I really like is I really want to connect the vision with something that you can do right now, something actionable, right? What, what should I do today? What should I do this week? What should I do this month leading me to my vision? You know, I remember a, a little while ago, I had a conversation with a guy. I think it was at a, a RIA meeting back in the day when you could actually meet in person. And he's a very excited guy, you know, like in his mid-30s. I said, man, I said, you seem really ambitious. What are your goals? He says, I want to have a thousand units by the end of this year. And it was like January. I said, wow, that is fantastic. And I, I just, I, I love people that have ambition. And, you know, I said, well, that's cool. Well, how are you going to do it? He goes, well, I'm, I haven't figured that out yet, but I'm going to do it. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, this guy doesn't have a plan, you know? And a vision without a plan is just a dream. Okay, you can't be a dreamer. You know, sometimes they say hope is not a strategy. You need an action plan. And so what I want to propose to you right now is action plan that we have studied over working with so many people, talking to so many people on the podcast, writing the book, in our own programs, on social media. What are they doing that's successful? What are the steps that they're taking that always lead to success? 
And that is what I want to present to you right now as a dealmaker blueprint. And it's this proven system to become financially free with multifamily syndications in one to three years. That's really, it's a proven system. It's kind of the roadmap, okay? I want to show you the roadmap because your vision, your dream is financial freedom, but I want to give you the roadmap that gets there. So let's take a look at the dealmaker blueprint. Here are the steps, right? So step number, it's got eight steps, okay? I want to move you through eight steps. I'm a very, as you guys know, I have an engineering background, I'm very analytical, very step-by-step. -step, and I find that a lot of people resonate with that because most people want to do one step and then they want the second step. It's a sequential approach. And that's what I want to give you right now. So step number one is to map your vision. Step number two is to get connected. Step number three is to get the skills. Step number four is to work the system. Five, build your pipeline. Six, close the deal. Seven, grow and scale. And eight is to make a difference. Or I know a lot of you listening to this right now or watching this right now are not in a position to take notes, so don't worry. I know I'm going to cover a lot of ground, but I've already taken the notes for you. You can go download them at dealmakercertification.com forward slash blueprint. Okay, so dealmakercertification.com forward slash blueprint. You can download the cliff notes and everything I'm about to tell you here. But let's get right into this roadmap right now that is going to lead you to financial freedom next one to two years. And step number one is to map your vision. I have found in studying people, what is the thing that sets them apart that makes them successful and is clarity. I talked about it before. It's clarity. And number one is to clarify your vision in, in several ways. Number one is calculate your freedom number. The freedom number is the amount of passive income you need to basically quit your job, right? Now, Robert Kiyosaki talks about that. Now, a lot of people don't know this. Like, what are you spending every single month? Have you ever looked at it? If you're running on a budget, that's great. You know exactly what it is. If you don't, then look at your past bank and credit card bills, create a spreadsheet or use something called mint.com. It's a free way to track your expenses. It actually connects to your bank accounts and your credit card statements and it starts learning certain categories. So just categorize like the top 10 categories and see what you're actually spending on things. Go back three months. So that's step number one. What are you actually spending? Then step number two is what could you possibly do to spend less? Because here's the thing, you know, if every unit generates $100 on average per month over a course of five years, for every $100 you save, it's almost like you're doing a one unit deal, okay? So if you shave off $1,000, it's almost like you're doing your first 10 unit deal. The more you can shave off of your expenses, the faster you'll achieve your goal, which is why a lot of people, for example, complete Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. It's very popular because you're combining the passive income component, the income with the reducing the expense side. It's very, very powerful. So take some time and see, well, what are the actual expenses that you could do without? And then what is that freedom number? Because the freedom number is not necessarily what you want to spend or even what you're spending now, but what is the minimum viable that if you could cover these expenses, you could actually literally quit your job, right? Because for a while, for three months, you can probably do without certain things until that. So what is that number? That's number one. Number two is to develop certain affirmations. What is it that you want, right? So write down what you want and just repeat it every single day. What are your affirmations? You know, I want to be, you know, I'm going to be financially free. And actually, in a previous podcast, uh, probably through the end of the, the year, I probably talked about taking Hal Elrod's affirmations that he has in the Miracle Equation. And we adapted that. I think it was in December of 2020 or even the new year where we talked about affirmations. So develop an affirmation and then start visualizing your journey. Like literally start visualizing what it's like to tour a large property, what it's like to speak to an investor, what your last day of work might look like. Visualize those things clearly. 
And then the most important thing aside from those things is, is develop your freedom number is to develop a morning routine. I want you to develop a morning routine. And the great model is the Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. Love that. He's actually, if you search the six minute Miracle Morning, he's actually got a blog post where he talks about doing that for six minutes. Can you get up six minutes early in the day? Come on. Yes, of course you can. So follow this model, right? You develop a morning routine and doing so, you repeat your affirmations, you visualize your future, you're silent, maybe you pray, you read, you journal, and you start gaining clarity. You start gaining clarity about your future. Doing so makes it really clear what you want and how unacceptable failure of doing, of achieving that vision becomes. And people who are clear have no choice but to take action. Someone who's already decided something for themselves naturally takes action. Yes, you can always tell if someone is clear on something, has made a decision or not. Someone who is clear on something, made a decision, may falter in action because they weren't actually clear in the first place. So getting clear, and I'm spending a lot of time on this stuff for a purpose because, again, everyone who's successful has become very clear about their vision. The second thing is that to map out your vision. We're talking about connecting that vision of financial freedom with a map, and the map really is this blueprint, okay? So the task number two and step number one is to study the dealmaker blueprint that I'm talking about right now because it maps out how you're going to get to achieve your vision of financial freedom. The point is once you're done with this step of mapping your vision, and, and this is why I'm combining the words map and vision, right? Because it's not just setting your vision, it's mapping the vision. You will gain clarity about what financial freedom means to you and why it's important. And you'll also know the exact steps that you're going to take to get there. So that leads us to step number two in the dealmaker blueprint, and that is to get connected, right? What I love about multifamily syndications, it's not a solitary sport, it's a team sport. And that's what I like about it. And unfortunately, when you first get into it, there's a very low chance that your family and friends will understand what you're doing. They're, they're going to think you're kind of crazy. And unfortunately, you're not going to get a lot of support from your friends and family, which is really unfortunate. It can crush your spirit a little bit. And so the first thing you have to do is you have to get connected with a support network. And it comes at on a variety of different levels. But because you have to have, for example, you have to have a support network of your peers. So these are people who are at your level and they want the same thing, right? So this is typically like the concept of a mastermind. Who can you connect with that is in your peer group that want to do the same thing, right? And you mastermind with them. We Ours is called a dealmaker mastermind. It's at uh, themichaelblind.com forward slash DMM. It's a monthly subscription, very affordable, and you can connect with really serious people who are doing what you want to do. So that's a level number one of support is people who can support you. Get the support of your spouse. That's very important. Successful people have the support of their spouse. It does not mean that their spouse have to be active in the business. That's not what it means, but they're supportive. Okay. They're, they're supportive because you sat down and you said, Hey, this is what we want to do for our family. We want to permanently transform this family. And this is the plan we're going to do it. So getting your spouse on board is, is very important. Number three is to recruit a, an advisor. As either a paid advisor or an unpaid advisor, but someone who can advise you, someone who can hold you accountable. All right. So if you can afford mentoring, check out our mentoring program. We'd love to have you. It's at themichaelblank.com forward slash mentor. You can schedule a strategy session. If you're able to invest in yourself that way and you value mentorship, if you are in not a position to invest yourself, then network and see if you can find unpaid advisors, one or two advisors you can call on every once in a while who will hold you accountable, who will answer some questions around syndication. So step number two really is to join a community of peers and find an advisor. Because if you do this, your chances of success are going to skyrocket. There's no question in my mind, people who network, 
and find support are far more successful faster than people who have not done this. All right, step number three is to get the skills. We talked about one of the objections, hey, I don't have the experience. The way you overcome that, one of two steps, is to, of course, build your team. The other one is to get educated. You have to know the business of multifamily syndications. You have to use the right words. You have to develop some confidence and analysis. And so it's about developing the minimal viable skill set to speak to brokers and potential investors. And when you complete this step, and it's going to take about 30 days to do this, you will appear like a seasoned multifamily investor. So the first thing is to get yourself educated. Go go get a course or attend a seminar and learn the multifamily syndication business. There's a lot of great quality programs out there. Our online experience is called the DealMaker Certification Training Course. Okay, we Ours used to be called for Ultimate Guide, the buying apartment buildings, and we have redone it completely. And the whole course is new. The experience is a one-year experience. It's, it's fantastic. We spent a lot of time on this thing. And it basically teaches you all aspects of investing in multifamily, from finding deals to raising capital, closing the deal, partnering, and scaling your business. So you can check it out at dealmakercertification.com. That's kind of our, our home for this experience to get you into your first deal as well. And so after completing this course, another course, you will have the knowledge. Now you don't have any experience yet. Okay, that's gonna come in a second, but you're gonna have all the knowledge so you don't sound like a newbie anymore. And as a result, and brokers will start taking you seriously. Now there's four other things you need except knowledge. There's a four things I want you to do. Number one is to clarify the size and location of your first deal. Get really clear about that. You got to pick a market, right? So in a dealmaker certification methodology for helping you narrow down to one or maybe two or possibly three markets if you're into smaller markets, get very clear about the size of the deal you're doing and where it's going to be. Number two, I want you to analyze five deals. And you do that because analysis is key to everything. You can use our syndicated deal analyzer. You can just Google that. It's going to be part of the dealmaker certification, of course, but really get good at analyzing deals. And I want you to do five, okay? Just Analyze five because we've noticed the people who analyze five start gaining confidence. They start having better conversations with brokers at their level if they do that. Number three is to create a sample deal package. We've talked about this in other YouTube and podcasts, but a real quick a sample deal package is an investor package that you create from a deal that you don't own. <laughs> okay, it's a real deal, and you get the you get the content from a marketing package that you get. You put some projections around it, and you use it as a conversation piece to reach out to potential investors. Hey, if I found a, a deal that's substantially like this, would you be interested in investing with me, right? And it's a conversation piece. It also, by the way, clarifies your first deal. It provides a, a almost like a vision board for your first deal. So it's a very powerful tool. And number four, after you educate yourself, is to recruit your property manager and your lender. Right? That's the second piece I talked about in, in appearing more experienced than, than you are is to build a team around you. And the two most important team members you need is your property manager and your lender, okay? Because now you reference a property manager who manages 3,000 units in a market. And when you bring that up with a, with a broker, they're like, oh yeah, I know Sam. He's a great guy. And all of a sudden you're talking about Sam. You're not even talking about you and your lack of, of track record, right? right? So talk about your team. So this step number three, going through the course, clarifying the size of the deal, all this stuff takes about 30 days, okay? Because now when you're done, with those 30 days when you're done, you know exactly where your first deal is going to be, how big it's going to be. You're going to be ready to speak with brokers and investors with confidence. You're ready to raise money and you have your team on the ground ready to go. Very powerful thing that you do in step three. All right, once you're done with step three, Step four is to work the system. 
There's only two things I want you to do during this step. I want you to analyze deals and talk to investors. That's it. Two things. Now, it might get a little boring during this step because you're just doing those two activities over and over again. And that's okay. Other people get a little frustrated because there's no apparent progress that they're making in this step. But really, the focus is on activity, not on outcome. It's quantity over quality. I want you to analyze every deal you've, you come across, whether it's big, small, round, gray, whatever. If you know it's not going to be a fit, doesn't matter. You want to get the practice of analyzing deals and providing feedback to the brokers. You want to talk to anyone who's interested in investing with you, right? Whether you know they have money or not, doesn't matter. You're going to get referrals. You're going to get good at speaking to investors. You're going to anticipate the objections and questions they have so you can address them proactively. So I want you to do this for 30 days. I really want you to just do 30 days and track in a spreadsheet. I want, I want to analyze two deals every week and I want to have one meaningful meeting with a potential investor. If I want to have one meaningful meeting with a potential investor, I might have to send five emails or make five phone calls to schedule a meeting, a Zoom meeting or an in-person meeting with one investor. You just have to get systematic about this and really track your progress. I want you to do 30 days and what happens is at this point, you have an option to earn your dealmaker certification. The dealmaker certification is basically is showing us and demonstrating to yourself and others that you have completed the first four steps in the blueprint. And that is because we have found that people who do those steps are unbelievably successful. Like the success rate is basically almost 100% if they get through that. So we're going to call it the dealmaker certification. If you can show you of all those things, your probability of success goes way, way up. And it's an important milestone to your journey to financial freedom and also, in a more practical matter, it opens up some networking opportunities that we have that are only open to dealmaker certified people because they've demonstrated a certain level of, of competence and confidence as well. So at this point, roughly about 90 days has gone by, okay? 90 days since you started this whole experience, 90 days. So within 90 days, you have not just the knowledge that you've gained, but you have experience. You've actually been talking to investors. You have been talking to potential brokers. And at this point, you probably have a pipeline of deals and investors. Now, you probably don't have a first deal yet, but you have something brewing. You can, you can taste it. There's, a, there's activity. There's new habits you build up. And you can see it brewing, right? Now, the thing is that you don't want to get frustrated at the apparent lack of progress, which is your first deal. You have done a lot of, lot of things. And really what happens is you are at a major, major milestone sticking with this activity for 90 days. And then leads us to step number five, which is to continue that and build your pipeline. Okay. And, and this goes on, give yourself nine months, right? The whole thing, three months set up, nine months getting into a year. But step number five is really building your pipeline. And there you're really, you really want to stay committed to the activity that leads to the outcome you desire. Here's the thing. The outcome is your first deal. Okay. You want a first deal in your first year. And that is great that you have that kind of outcome, but you don't really control the timeline. And that's what I love what Hal Elrod says in his, in his miracle equation. Don't commit to the, the timing of the outcome. Commit to the activity that leads to the outcome because you control the activity. You don't control the timing of your first deal, but you control if you can analyze two deals this, this week. You can't control the timing if you haven't raised $500,000, but you can control reaching out to five investors so you can have one meaningful meeting, right? So commit to that activity beyond the 30 days and really commit to that and stick for it as long as it takes. You're committed, okay? Here's the thing. You might get a little lucky and you could have your first deal in three months. We've had people do that. They network with their property manager and he goes, oh my gosh, my owner was just talking about selling it. You know, it's like a money pit for him. Boom, they have a deal, okay? Others, it takes 18 months. Who cares? Commit to the activity. You are on a one to two year retirement plan. If it takes another six months longer than you expect it, so what? 
Okay, it's going to be substantially faster than everybody else's retirement plan, which is work till 65. So just commit to the activity. 12 months is a rough time frame. Just commit to the activity because what happens now is your first deal is now only a matter of time if you simply stick to the activity. All right, step number six is to close your deal, right? So up to this point, maybe it's a little mundane. You're talking to brokers, talking to investors. Boom, now you get a live one. You have a broker who invited you to submit a letter of intent. You submit a letter of intent. You're biting in nails. There's some negotiation and they accept your offer. Wow, now it really gets very interesting. And this is where multifamily gets exciting, kind of like house flipping, right? It gets really, really exciting for a short period of time. And so this is where your training really comes into play. Because at this point, you're really analyzing deals and talking to investors and you're making offers, but you're really not into due diligence. You're not raising capital per se. You're not getting financing, right? All these things are relevant, but you've already, you've already learned it in your seminar, in your course, and you're ready to apply it. Maybe go back and you dust it off and you start working the systems that you learn in the, in the course on how you do due diligence, et cetera. So it gets very exciting. And this is where you close your first deal. That is your main, your huge milestone. And, you know, we award people these first dealmaker coins, right? First dealmaker is, is a huge milestone for the reasons we talked about earlier. So step six is to close your first deal. All right, step number seven is to grow and scale. At this point, you're just rinsing and repeating because the law of the first deal is going to kick in. Law of the first deal is going to make you a deal and money magnet. You're going to have brokers calling you up with off-market deals. You're going to have investors who were on the fence before calling you and asking you about their next deal. The second deal will just follow in rapid, almost automatic succession. So all you have to do in step seven really is to let it happen. It's the easiest step of all. You just let it happen and you go with the flow, which is going to be your second and third deal. Now, during this time, as this is going on, it's going to be a very exciting time. You're going to become financially free and you're going to get this, uh, this blue coin from us. If we've helped you achieve that, it's a blue coin. It's a financial freedom coin. And that's very, very exciting because during this step, you will actually become financially free. As you round the corner of your second or third deal, you start thinking about scale. Now, before you thought it was kind of a side gig. Now you're like, wow, this is a full-time gig because you're going to quit your job and you're going to focus full-time. And when you start focusing on growing and scaling, you are focused on a different set of things. You're talking about, well, how do I, what people do I need to attract? Who do I need to hire? What virtual assist do I need a virtual assistant? What are my systems? What are some best practices? When do I need an asset manager? You know, you start asking those kind of questions. You're also going to start talking about how do I expand my business using an online thought leadership platform? We've been talking a lot about that. Of how do you attract more investors using online marketing, right? So we talk a lot about it on the platformbuilders.com. Go to platformbuilders.com to learn more about that. And uh, another one, we have a podcast episode at 237. That was one where we talked about the biggest myths around platform building and what it really means. That's episode 237. And then we have a recording at platformbuilders.com that you can watch around elements around building your platform. So that's really what you're going to start working on is you're going to become financially free during this time. And then you're going to actually grow and scale the business as well. Step number eight is to make a difference. If you look in the back of this coin, on the front of this coin, it says financial freedom. On the back, though, it says significance and legacy. And this is purely intentional. People sometimes say, why, why do you care so much about financial freedom? And it's not that I care so much about financial freedom per se. To me, it's a means to an end. And that end is to make a difference. Now, if you're in the plane, once you ever get back into a plane, you're told to put your oxygen mask on, right? Before you help someone else. And why is that, right? Because if, if you're like suffocating and you're dying, well, 
then you can't really help someone else. So therefore, you put the oxygen mask on first, and then you help someone else, right? So what you've done with steps one through seven in the Dealmaker Blueprint is to help yourself to become financially free. Step number eight, so you put the oxygen mask on for yourself. Step number eight is helping other people, right? Because here's the thing. The reason I feel financial freedom is a stepping stone to making a difference is a practical matter. I remember when I finally achieved permanent financial freedom, I was semi retired during a restaurant and then semi after my IPO, which I lost. So I had, I had temporary financial freedom. But once I became permanent financial freedom, I started thinking about living a life of significance. And I tried to have meaningful conversations with others. Hey, man, I think we should really discover our passions and purpose and really live into that. And they're like, dude, are you crazy? You know, I work 55 hours a week. I come home. You know, I put the kids to bed. I help, I help with dinner. And I crash on the TV and try to get my eight hours of sleep so I can repeat it the next day. What are you talking about, dude? I have no bandwidth, no capacity to think about a life of significance. And after having seven of those conversations, it occurred to me, wait a minute. It is a practical matter of earning a living for your family and controlling your time. And I was like, my gosh, I need to help people become financially free so that they're actually empowered and set up to start thinking about purpose, significance, and passion, etc. And since having helped people become financially free, what happens with those, and it's a fascinating thing I watch all the time, is, you know, they celebrate it. You know, they quit their job and, you know, they buy some stuff and they do stuff around the house. They travel and they do this for a couple months and they get bored. They're like bored. Like their entire identity was wrapped up in their job. And now that is gone and they struggle with their own identity and why they were put on this earth to provide for their family, you know. And all of a sudden that purpose is gone and it confuses people. What happens is they deal with this confusion through introspection and conversations and, and they start asking other questions. They say, why am I here on this earth? What is my purpose? And maybe it was to provide a living before, but that, now I've permanently checked that box off. Now what do I do myself? And invariably, they come to the conclusion that they have the oxygen mask on themselves and now it's time to put the oxygen mask on others. And that's the powerful shift that happens with people who are financially free and they volunteer. They start a podcast where they help other people. They write a book. They create a course and, and teach something. And that is really the power of financial freedom. And therefore, my call to people who want to be financially free right now, you want to quit your job. That's what you want right now. But once you become financially free, your calling on the back of the coin is to figure out what's your legacy going to be? What's your true north? Where are you going with that? What's your, what's your mission? And how can you help other people? And that's really the challenge. And it's not to grow your business and make more money because at one point it doesn't matter. It's not going to fulfill you. So that is really the secret behind my mission of financial freedom is to empower more people to live a life of significance because I think if people do that, they will invariably figure out how they can help other people. And therefore, the world would be a, a better place if that's the case. I remember uh, having lunch with someone at an event and he shared with me how his passion is for inner city children. And he was so passionate. He was, this was a multifamily conference. And I said, well, that's fantastic. Why are you here? He said, well, I, I want to earn passive income so I can do this full time is what I really love. Well, I said, how many hours are you spending doing this? I, I spend as much as I can, five hours a week. And I'm, I'm, you know, I do this as much as I can. Said, what would you do if you had enough passive income to cover living expenses? Oh my gosh, I'd be there all the time. Like I would love it. And so this man is being held back by a job. The impact he has on inner city children is minimal compared to what he could do if he were full-time. And that's really, financial freedom really unlocks, I think, the true purpose of all of us. And that's what I do what I do. So, you know, over the years, back to the dealmaker blueprint here, it's really your blueprint to 
a life of significance to help you make a difference. Passing through, of course, your first deal and financial freedom as a stepping stone, because that's what you want right now. You're like, oh, I hear you, Michael, but I really want to quit my job first. I'm just telling you where it's going because you're going to grapple with this. And I want to give you a vision and a map to get you there. And that's what we've done. And we've helped new investors 130 new investors, the ones that we know, closed over 7,600 units. We've done this a long time. We've really narrowed it down to things that people do over and over again that leads to results. And that is, in fact, the blueprint. And I just shared that with you. And again, you can download the infographic, the checklist, whatever you want to call it, at dealmakercertification.com forward slash blueprint. It has these notes in there. I suggest print it out, put it on your wall. And then just start working on step number one. That's it. Just start step number one. Do step number two. We'd love to have you in our programs, but there's other programs like it. doesn't really matter. Uh, find someone that you resonate with and go deep with and check those boxes off. It doesn't matter who you go with. Find someone you resonate and just start working the blueprint. The blueprint has worked for many, many people. I know it'll work for you as well. You just got to start doing it. So check it out. Dealmakercertification.com forward slash blueprint to download that. It's been a privilege here to be here on this podcast and share with you uh, years and years of best practices in the Dealmaker Blueprint. And uh, hopefully you will follow along, apply that to your own life. So thanks very much for listening, for watching. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the Apartment Building Investing Podcast with Michael Block. For more free podcasts, articles, and videos, go to themichaelblanc.com. There, you can also download the free ebook, The Secret to Raising Money to Buy Your First Apartment Building. Till next time.